son, where'd you find this? What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the How to Malay podcast. This is a podcast of being Malay from Malays who come from different countries. I am Kamal Hazik and I am from Singapore. And I'm Zainal Bostaman and I'm from Brunei. Hey, yo, man. Moose is sick, guys. Uh, people listening. Uh, either yeah, he's sick man. or he's cheating on me on another podcast. <laughs> so if any of you are out there in the podcast universe listening and you hear Moose's voice sometime this week, let me know. Yeah, <laughs> so I, you know, I don't know because I, I know he's not going to post a new mental pachan till March. Did you say that? Oh, yeah, he said it in the group. <laughs> so, if you hear him on anything else besides this, let me know so I know where to head over there and, and scratch his car. I'm gonna key, I'm gonna key his car. Speaking like a very like a jealous girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, no, but also just I know I know Moses moving and all that, so yeah, that would be a cause of headache for anyone. Oh, uh, you know, no Moses. I think Moses talked about it last week, but he is gonna move apartments to another part of slightly outside of KL because he doesn't have money to be in directly KL. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah uh, I should be listening to these podcasts more often. <laughs> hey, listen, it's okay. You you have a life to live because <laughs> you have up to like, you know you. Four hours of not going out. So any other time besides 12 to 4, <laughs> you have a life to leave. You have a curfew. Yeah. <laughs> How you been, buddy? I've been, I've, been, I've been okay. Been good. I mean, there's nothing much in Singapore going on. I got a couple of gigs booked for, 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 for a corporate this month, which is great. So that's money in my pocket. That, and then I have... Oh, yeah. My, I might announce it at the end also, but I'm doing this thing called Majula Fest at, uh, in, in next month. So I'll talk about it at the end of the podcast where we plug shits. Oh, nice! Is that yeah. all this uh, this month or? Uh no. The uh, mm-hmm. the corporate is this month. The Majula Fest is in March. Nice. So that'll be fun. Corporate, like, well, I just did a corporate um, last weekend. It's one of those things where it's kind of like necessary evil. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the job part of comedy. If people don't understand. <laughs> yeah. It's that's the job a, that's part. the career part of comedy. So it's less than ideal. Yeah. No matter how much they say, like, oh, we're a huge fan of your comedy or stuff like that. When you get there, usually the one who's booking is a huge fan of comedy. No one else knows that you're coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, the crowd's there for the free dinner. And like, oh, oh, okay. Um, all right. We also can you hear that? Oh, is nah, that the, on my side? I can hear the cat slightly, but it's fine. Oh, okay, that's my cat. It's not, it's not coming through that clearly. But yeah, so wait, what, what, what corporate was this? Like a... uh, okay, so we had... No, wait, a... What was your job at this corporate? Just to do a set? To... Okay, this is going to sound weird. We did an improv set. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they um, they, they kind of... Improv us... at a corporate? Yeah, think about it, buddy. Think about it. You've been to an improv show. It's at weird already. And you yep. already... At a corporate... You and then you have to ask for suggestions. Yep. 
at a corporate <laughs> with people nervous as fuck because their bosses are around. Yep, yeah. So and you then, know they're not gonna give you fun, fun tags. Or no, fun no, no fun vibes. I guess. Okay, so how they how they <laughs> did the corporate was like it's an appreciation dinner for you know, and then it was very small. Um, I think maybe a department of the company or assisted. Before they engaged us, I've never heard of this um, company before. But in the end, there were like 25 people in the room. Right. Including five performers. <laughs> and then it was a dress-up thing. Everyone had to like dress up like a movie character. And then the vibe was fun in the beginning. And then I think during the speech, the, the boss is like, you know, we didn't do that well last year, but you know, we did have to let go of some people. But I think we can persevere. <laughs> and I'm just like, All right, now to uh... to boost your morale up, we have brought on <laughs> brouhaha comedy. <laughs> so, so and then they had dinner. Plus, they I guess they want to you know save money on the singing part. Like sometimes they have singing um, performances, right. but they just like. There's an open karaoke if you would like to sing in front of your colleagues while they eat. Uh... So I think the boss went up and then did like a, like a duet of a whole new world, you know, the Aladdin one. And then oh after my that, God. and then she just looks at uh, anyone else, no one else. I guess I'll go again. <laughs> <laughs> and then... That means the boss did it for, for themselves. They just wanted to sing. I think it was just one boss and then everyone else is like, you know, middle management and below. So that boss kind of like goating everyone else. Like, you, yeah, did you want to? No, it'll be fun. Everyone's like, oh, just, just want to eat actually. No, because either way you're screwed because if you sing bad, people are going to make fun of you and in the office. If you, you can sing good. If you sing well and you outshine the boss, <laughs> you might not get the next promotion. <laughs> it's a lose-lose for the, anyone. Before it... Anyone, yeah. And then the, the guy who sang the duet, I'm like, ah, he sounds nervous as hell because right. he has to sing with the boss. Of course. Of course. Um, it, was, it was pretty cute, that part. And then uh, we went up a little bit to just like warm up. And then we went back in and we're like, ah, this is be, I feel this is going to be weird. Super yeah. weird. So I got up and then um so we had to do like we play some improv games, we get suggestions. Obviously, the boss is the loudest one, so I like quote everyone else to like give yeah. suggestions as well. I remember like going up and said, like, uh just to just to set the room. Has any of you heard of Ruha before? And then the boss is like, Yes, that's why we uh we hired you guys. Why would we hire people that we don't know? And I'm like, oh, oh this is funny guy. <laughs> funny, funny guy. Lady. Oh, funny, funny lady, lady over here. <laughs> and then I said, I said, well, you guys hired us as a group because you could afford Najib, which is like the the big, like oh, your version yeah. of Pakapas. And then uh, you know, like um, um Doctor <laughs> Doctor Leong in uh. Jason in KL, like that's the higher tier ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason, like, yeah. That's how you guys got us. I said it out loud. I was like, you know, trying to get them into the mood. Yeah, dude, I, I will go to that line. Like, you booked me because you couldn't get fuck of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. the same version of my line. Like, at a yeah. corporate, <laughs> at a corporate. Yeah. You know, like, 
I know your book because his rate was pretty high. I get it. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I said that, and then I was like, "Oh, you guys got us because you guys couldn't afford Najib." And then the, the who I knew later on was the finance manager, and he's like, "Yeah, he's so expensive." <laughs> Wait, this is Najib's company, or like the company he works for, so. Uh no, so so Najib is the comedian that um went through Ruaha, but he's like, he's he's huge now. Like he he's got like bunch of, like he's in ads and he's in nice. doing sketches and doing and he's a really good comic and so he deserves all the success and his rate is obviously good for him. It's very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> good for him. Good for him. Great for him, man. Um, so they did. They came through us to ask whether. We can book Najib for them, uh, right? And then, and then we, I went to ask Najib, like, "Oh, what's your rate nowadays?" And then, like, "Okay, I'll quote that to the client." And then they're like, "Any alternative?" <laughs> yeah, so, nah. so I said, <clears throat> "Improv? Are you guys interested in improv?" Okay, wait. If they ask for stand up or improv, which rate for you will be higher? So. It's like hey, we want oh, stand, stand up, up yeah, stand up, stand then up. We we be more expensive. Yeah, because because and I I explained because you don't want like, to do stand up. No, <laughs> that's that why. No, I know. Like uh, for me personally, whenever like I, if they ask me to do a set, it will be way cheaper than when they ask me to host a night. Host and oh, host, host a night because because you don't want, want I don't want to host, and also it's sometimes longer. Usually you have be there the whole night, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so part of me like yeah, just, uh, yeah no you know what you can do is book me for 25 minutes and uh, there's this the rate <laughs> and it's way better deal than booking me to host because I don't want to be there for two hours bro you just want to go in do your set go ahead show up then. do 20 whenever I say 25 I'm doing 20 okay corporates 20. With, just know with, that because like, five, um, five minutes is me just hey guys how you doing <laughs> who's the boss here who's the boss here oh yeah. that guy uh, happy yeah. birthday <laughs> <laughs> no um, whenever we could um, we could stand up more only because like it, there's more preparation because we don't uh, have like we don't have open mics so most set is like you you write for that show Oh, so it's super specific to certain shows. I yeah, I have a like a preset. I have a corporate set and I have a show set. So it's yeah, really, like so preset we, is the set. And I'm I pre- I'm pretty sure I'm never changing the corporate set because who cares? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like unless it's about news that's from like 2010, I'm like I'm still gonna do. <laughs> but you guys remember this news from uh, 2010? Anyways, uh, <laughs> this is still going on. No, we we could um stand up more because well, like improv is you do you do rehearsals, you do warm ups, and then you just go up on stage and people are a lot more forgiving for for improv because like oh, it's happening now. Like so, if it's not word perfect, or it's not hitting all the time, we we get it, we get it. Whereas stand up, this illusion, and like one, you have to write from scratch, and two, like this illusion of like, uh, it's all conversational, but the hit rate has to be high, like in terms of yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if somebody books you for stand up, they for certain are like booking you to make them laugh. (laughs) Whereas, whereas improv is like we want to see some. Improvised magic I'm happen, paying for the struggle <laughs> Yes The awkwardness <laughs> of the struggle 
yeah but um so we went up and we did that um i think like we caught them half an hour we ended up doing like 45 minutes because we're having then, so much fun ever because we took so long to like you yeah, know like you have the host <laughs> you know you have the host where it's like the host calls the scene mm. and the idea is that the the laughter has to be like peak and right. then you call the scene yeah so there was a couple of games where the laughters aren't coming <laughs> so we just oh. like carry on carry on oh come Until, on. we okay. just need one we just need one guys come one. on we got this oh i'll take it okay see so that is sometimes like corporate wise whenever i'm, like, I'm i reach 20 minutes right at any yeah. point within 20 25 if i get a huge laugh i'm out yeah, because <laughs> I, I don't want to run the risk of at uh, twenty five minutes I'm bombing and I'm like, oh, I yeah. can't end the set now. <laughs> we had a show uh, sometime last year where the room was set so wrong, like they were so. I, I bless these people. They want to put on a comedy show yeah. and they don't know how to do it. Uh, <laughs> yes, and we're, we're like, if we give them more like work, like if we specify how to do it like we're producing this show like that's not where so we give them tips and then on the night itself we show up and we're like this is exactly what not to do but let's do it so they the reason why put they put on the show is like they wanted their like it's a bank so it's more like they want their high tier customers to come in have a good night but also they want to tell them like 15 different products that they have for the bank. Okay. So before the show starts, a corporate guy comes up and says, are you guys ready for the comedy show? Everyone's like, yeah. Uh, before that, let me just share with you some exciting deals. So for the next 15 minutes, he's giving a speech on the type of, you know, like saving accounts you can open and how many rates and shit like that. So it was very like dull. Right. Everyone's like sleepy. <laughs> I'm not joking because it's like very late at night. And then they're like, like that. that goes against everything we were taught as host. Yeah. <laughs> Before and you bring they... on the first act. <laughs> and then no, this is the corporate guy who yeah, did yeah, bring yeah. on the host. And the host goes up and then he's like Oh, he has a mountain Oof. to climb at that point. Yeah, and then he did his best, but you know, the show must go on. And he goes. I think you guys are warmed up. And then the comics in the back were just like, nope. This is the coldest room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know the first guy is to go, hey, come on, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise. Just because you couldn't get anything. Oh, man. And the first guy went up and he did new material to open up with. Oh, no. Why? Okay, listen. Zainal, they paid you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't be getting this two-minute guys <laughs> to open with new material. He's so he's one of our like a word. He's a wordsmith. Like I, 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 I tell people that like I wish I could write as sharp as he does. Mm. And then he said, like in the changing room, he's like, dude, I, I got this new two minutes that I want to put up top, and I'm like, I suggested that you don't. Yeah. Here's the thing. Okay, so we rarely get this opportunity. Like the night before, we had just had a brouhaha show, right? And everyone just killed. And then I'm just like, okay, the two of you are you free tomorrow? The two of you are you free? Okay, let's we have a corporate show. And then I'm like, just do what you did yesterday. Unlikely that these people came to the show yesterday, yeah, because they would 
why would they come to a paid show if the next day they have a free show? They have a comedy show to know. Yeah. Yeah. So sure enough, the host goes up and it's like, who went to the show yesterday? And no one put up their hand. I'm like, great. Same jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy was like, okay, same set. But I'm going to put in two minutes up top. No, if you're going to do the same set, do the same set first and then find ways to squeak in the two minutes in between the good jokes. It's ridiculous. Because he came up on stage and then he goes, his his two minutes is the about the way he dressed. Okay. And he's like, you guys notice that I look like a, like a lizard shit. I mean, I don't know how he dressed, so I, I can't. So it's like white and then there's like a black shoe or something like that. And everyone was like, um, I guess. And then he goes, right? Yeah. You know, I have this thing where I <laughs> never do like excrement, uh, peeing or sex jokes up top at a corporate because you don't know what the crowd is like yet. Yeah, yeah. That's why he did. This is a place of business. <laughs> you know? It is. Somebody just lost a million dollars in that corner right there. <laughs> you don't want to hear your shitty jokes. <laughs> hey guys, uh, um, my penis is small. Like, no, no one wants to hear that. That's the opening. Like, <laughs> Everyone never... with ties on, no one wants to hear that. Yeah. And then they go like, oh no, man, that crowd is tough. I don't know no. what is the crowd, man. I don't think you know what that means. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that was brutal. That was a brutal show. And then everyone kind of struggled after that. I knew, I told them, like, this, this is not going to hit the same height of, of when we produce the shows. Right. Because, yeah, it's, know, it's, not a, it's not a comedy show. Yeah, it's a corporate. So, no, this one, but they advertise it as a comedy show. And they want to, it's all just the comedy. Like, you know, seven acts doing 10 to 15 minutes. That's the comedy show. There's no no, no songs, no oh, dinner, yeah. no nothing. Yeah. It's just that they put it on. Like a bag. Yeah, the setting's yeah. all wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The seat like is a bit off. If we produced it, if they say, here, give it, like, I'll give you guys two, a month, two months to produce the show. Yeah. No, like, okay, can we move the chairs a little bit like this, the lighting like this, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> But we didn't have time. We just we were just like hired to perform. So the bank people sort out the room an hour before the show started. <laughs> they, they weren't planning on a con- it was before the hour before you started the show, it was a conference room. That was <laughs> so so you know, they- sometimes like especially like, they they ask you to like corporates they ask you to do comedy shows in a meeting room, like a conference meeting room, right? Oh I've never done that. And before, then these people so. are still seated around the meeting table. <laughs> And they put a soap box at the front where the TV usually is for meetings. And then that's where you do your set. And that's the worst. You've done this shows before. Uh, it was like those kind of... What office was that? I think it was paper. I don't know if it was paper. Oh, paper was the other gig. But yeah, it was one of those like tech companies. Holy so crap. They, they, they have like... The, because they want uh, people from home to watch also. So, so they set up this whole thing in their conference. Oh my God. Because they had the video conferencing thing already fixed oh in the office. Oh my God. Oh my god! But I wasn't just performing to the people here, but also people at home, in their their meeting room, <sighs> conference table thing. Most likely, the people inside the conference room have not gone home from that day. Work, yeah, from that day. <laughs> uh, they just like some of them just been told that half the crew had to be let go 
by the next month. No, but the the the, the look and of it is. And then they got the comedian. It's a a bunch of uh office men and office ladies in their uncomfortable office wear. You know the look. Oh right? yeah. And I'm there in a hoodie. Like, who is <laughs> why am I here? Did I like I did twenty twenty five uh twenty <laughs> five minutes? Oh my god! Listen, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> was it after, just you? Did you get? Uh no no no. It was uh no. It was just me for the comedy segment. But they got, oh. <laughs> they got the dancer. They, no, they got they got like a street magician. Oh, so th- so this guy got to go around the room. Face to face with a person, can pick a card. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every time I go on after a magician, I die. I don't know then why. Request lah, request to go before. Because I, to be fair, I think they paid me more than the magician. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to do the gig. So, uh, like comics know this: if it's a gig you don't want to do, you overcoat the hell out of yourself. And then they're like, okay. This is reasonable. They accepted to where I'm like, oh, I could have quoted way higher than my oh, yeah, over-exaggerated yeah, yeah, yeah. quote. That yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. had to do that kind of gig. Is that much, you know? Uh, I'll suffer through 25 minutes if I get to leave immediately. Uh, by far, my 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 worst gig had been um where the host overhyped because they they're like they think they're helping. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just started doing uh, stand up in Brunei, and then um, a bunch of people was like, "Oh, maybe we can have this for our annual dinner or stuff like that." Like, so I got invited for this law, uh, society dinner, and I know the host. Like, he's a good friend, and he's like, I know he's trying to hype me up and shit. So it was my turn to go on stage, and he, who has been killing by the way as a host, like he's got he's charming and he's getting jokes in. People like him, know him. And then they go, and then he goes like, oh, you're going to enjoy our next performer, um, Funniest Man in Brunei. Oh, I mean, probably. No, no, not even. Probably, <laughs> not yeah. Even. And then I go up and ate shit. <laughs> like, there was no way. The moment he said that I go up, I see half the room of lawyers going, yeah. Yeah, because okay. you you set expectations, and this one is he over over stretched his hand way too much for you. Ah, uh, he was yeah. he was poor guy. He apologized to me afterwards, and he was like, "Did I do something wrong?" Yes, he <laughs> yes, did. Yes, he did. And this is this is how bad I was like starting out. This is how bad I felt was that when they paid me, I send the money back. What? No, you yeah. went through with it. Yeah, no, I don't know why. I was like, I felt so bad. Like, I bombed so hard. That wasn't on you, though. You should have kept the green, son. Because the, the girl who booked me was a huge fan of the show that she went to. And she was also a good fan. And she's like, I like I think you're going to kill. And then I did not. And I'm like, <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> no, bro. Okay, this is what happened to me okay, once. Uh, I did, I, I, they, they booked me for 20 minutes, right? At a, their <coughs> company function at like a mini golf place. I was doing 10, dying the whole time. <laughs> to the point where the guy that booked me was at the back giving me the signal to like, hey, just cut this short. Yeah, like, you know, the, the yeah. hands of the neck, like, just cut it short, guys, guys. Right? So after 10, I left. Right? I, I reached out. And then the next day, he emailed me. He's like, okay, since you did 10, can I pay you half the amount? Because we paid you for 20. And I'm like, no, you paid to book me, not the amount. So I, I kept the money. I don't know why you're giving money back. <laughs> I don't know. It was. I think 
I would have felt really guilty. Two, I was also still an engineer, so I was making bank anyway. So I was like, I don't need this extra money. Uh. And I, I feel like if I give it back, I wouldn't feel bad for the rest of my comedy career. But I know, I know now. I'll be like, yeah, now keep it. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now I keep I, it. I, I'll be worse. I'll keep it and I'll chase you if you're a little bit <laughs> even if I die. Like no, uh, yeah, where's yeah. my money? Uh, um, we book you. To make us laugh, though. No, no, no. You book a set. Yes. With the, you book the attempt. Let Chappelle say. You did them. You and paid I for attempted. the attempt. Yep. Oh God. No, I was. Um. Yeah, that, that's the that's the that's the gig I did, the corporate gig. Oh, that's fine. Which is the improv one. Uh, it was also the first time we performed since like I don't know, like eight months. Or oh, the the back to lockdown stage. Yeah, we just we just uh, started the people oh, getting wait, more comfortable. Oh wait, so you got like when it opened up, you got two shows back to back, like the 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 Bruja show and then corporate. Oh, we didn't have the Bruja show. Oh, that was another gig. That was the okay. Yeah, uh, that was in the past. So that was the corporate show recently. That was last week, and then we thought like maybe things are you know people are getting more comfortable being out. We just had the royal wedding, so oh, everyone's attitude was, was just like. Did I don't want to talk about that, dude. I didn't know. I, yo, you didn't know. You, did you go? I didn't go. No, I didn't go. Nah, <laughs> no, <man. laughs> they didn't. They didn't want to improv at the wedding. <laughs> no, they wanted to be a happy occasion. <laughs> a bunch of improvers on stage. <laughs> at least give no. you a side stage. It, it, the whole palace. <laughs> the whole palace for the wedding. Put a I comedy mean, room. It's like. It was, uh, it a, a two week event or something like that there's something almost every night. A two weeks that, that's too long for a wedding. I mean, this is royal wedding. So. Royal, I guess. We don't have royalty here, so I don't know. You know the whole okay, so so the after that finishes, everyone's a little bit more okay, let's start going out and it'll be fine. And then boom, record number of cases. Yeah. I, I was first yeah, in Singapore it also happened uh for Chinese New Year. I think we're up to I think yesterday was like thirteen thousand. <sighs> we're up Omicron or and like thirteen uh, k. So like there's a there's a whole talk now where like oh it's gonna shut down for high raya. We have a month to <laughs> for them to decide. <laughs> no, so everything was in April, so they've got like two months to see the numbers. Oh no, man. We the story on our side is that we just had um. Chinese New Year as well and that was just on like people are like I, I talked to my Chinese friends they didn't have open houses it was just like immediate relatives you know what ah, I, mean? Yeah, I mean I guess but they don't have like the big open house for the whole kampung to come and stuff like that because because Chinese New Year in Brunei like the Chinese people uh, like they open house they, they're nice enough to invite right. everyone yeah, yeah. like I go, I go, I go to friends, and my dad goes to his friends' open houses and yeah. stuff. Just... So five houses are open for Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> yeah, the whole night just goes to the five houses. Yeah, that's no. great. <laughs> I just, I don't want to like <laughs> like bog down in stereotypes, but you know the. The, the the contractor class in Brunei, yeah, you know, they're usually Chinese and they want like big houses and stuff like that. And then they just open up for the whole kampung to come. Shit. It's great. This ball out to show like this yo, this ball is, out. Yeah, I made all this money despite 
being held back. <laughs> I got no help. I got no help. I did it all <laughs> by myself. Come, come. This yeah? is what you could have had if you earned it. Work. <laughs> you earned. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a great one, but you know, this year, none at all. So it's just yeah. like people going to immediate families. And then the cases kind of go up and people are like, is it just Chinese New Year or is it the royal wedding? You can't say anything. That's how oh. like people go like, uh, for some odd reason, the numbers are up. And I just <laughs> look at look at the site. There's no, there's no explanation. We have no idea. We have no idea. We, we don't know where everyone would have gone to a similar spot. We don't know. Yeah, you can't prove that. You yeah, can't prove yeah, that. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> because everyone else we know. You see, you see us naming and shaming. <laughs> but this time we're not doing it that means we don't, don't know no way yeah. hmm. so there's a consp- uh, there's a not so much of a conspiracy thing they, everyone's saying like the government might not shut down because Raya is coming out soon and also we might have two other royal weddings this year alone what how many more royal people are getting married it's royal huge <laughs> Wait, so well, is a handsome one getting married yet yeah he's one of them Ooh, that, one, that one is going to be the best wedding out of all of it. Confirm. Because you <laughs> know... No, no. Public... No, he is handsome, but he's the most well-known figure out of all the like, daughters and sons. Yes, yes. Because he's been so covered as so, the, the yeah. hot prince. Yes, yes. So, so there's you know, a there's a bunch, then... a bunch of like American tabloid magazines that going to be like, we lost the prince. <laughs> yeah, so he's rumored, rumored to be, you know, be getting married sometime this year as well. So everyone's kind of like, maybe we won't go into Are you lockdown. sure these rumors didn't like uh, originate from all the machi gossip at the royal wedding? <laughs> Imagine on the... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, was, I was thinking because the <laughs> the daughter that um, married, the princess, was the eldest of that branch of family. Right. So Sultan has a few, you know, uh, has a few wives and then this is the eldest one of like the second wife. And she's... Older than me, so she's probably like around 35, 36. Right. For a Malay woman, it's pretty down the line, you know what I mean? Yeah, people talk. I don't know, I don't get it, but people always like, that's late. Yeah. And uh, because the average age of a, of a Malay woman getting married is like 19. Anyways, um, so... <laughs> no, because like, for her, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not speaking for her, I don't know her, right? But just saying, so... Uh, Hasanul, relax. And <laughs> I, I get to say that, Zainal. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I get to say that. I don't know who you're talking yeah. about. But okay. I think it's also because like, uh, I think me and most talked about it, like especially for Muslim women, it's hard because first, you, when you're, where, like until you get married, is you are under your fa- your parents' care, your father. Yeah, much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So the reason you get married is to get out of that. Yep. But she is in the richest family in all of Australia. <laughs> so who else can she like? She why would she leave? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Her, her guess... dad, brothers, and uncles have three fucking multi-story car parks in a jungle that no one's using. <laughs> <laughs> she has nowhere to go. Uh, she she'll mar- she'll marry for love. Yeah, you assume. Yeah. It's not like uh, is that was it the Japan? I think it was a, like a Japanese a princess. princess who, yeah, yeah. She, she dropped her royal to... royal ship yeah. or whatever to marry a commoner. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, when I read that, like, oh, married a commoner. Like, <laughs> <shut up. laughs> Listen, hey, you 
you have a government, okay? You're not like the royal royal family. Like at least with Brunei, it's like that's the people in charge. Like you have a government at this point. Yeah, that that's the that's the like that's my ignorance. Like when I read that article, I was like, wait a minute, there's still royals in Japan. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, so like at least you like, cause that to me Japan is either in America, it's peak like consumerism. What? Capitalism is about, yeah, in terms of yeah. especially technology and yeah, like anime yeah. culture yeah, and all that, yeah. right? Like at least in Malaysia, there's still the Malayness of it all, where royalty kind of means something. Yeah, 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 yeah. To the to the chagrin and annoyance of people like most. <laughs> but I guess it's also because every time it's royalty, it's about it's something linked to God. Like they have a direct descent, like somebody the family that's protected by God. Oh yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. So I guess that's also the case. I mean, so speaking, with the speaking of one, yeah. yeah, speaking of someone not protected by God, we lost a <laughs> we lost a close knit member of the uh, comedy scene. Here, listen, he would have wanted <laughs> me through a... that joke. That <laughs> joke was right there. <laughs> yeah, no, great transition. He would have wanted me through that. Who's probably going to hell? We uh, we lost. He might good... go to hell, but what a life he led! <laughs> like, he led a crazy life. Okay, so. Uh, it's uh, we had some tragic news. Uh, earlier this week, when you're listening, a member of like pretty much the Southeast Asian comedy scene, right? Yeah, like the figurehead, yeah. the guy who started yeah, yeah, yeah. stand up in Singapore, pretty much. Other than Kuma, he started the stand up comedy scene here. Uh, Jonathan Atherton passed. Uh, he 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 had cancer for a while. I think he finally just succumbed to it. Uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday, if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we yeah. we lost him, and that that was crazy because that was the first time. Especially for us, because we're such a young scene. Mm. Like it, not when I say us, I mean Singapore, Malaysia, Philippines, yeah, yeah, Brunei yeah. also, right? Yeah. yeah. So we're such a young scene that this guy was at the start of it in a weird way. Like he was, yeah. He was like the godfather, grandfather, godfather. Yeah. Figure. So if you people who don't know who he is, uh, we, uh if you like or pretty much uh love watching anybody in the comedy scene around Southeast Asia, this guy had a hand in it. Yep. In yep. some way, shape, or form, be it yep. starting the scene, especially in Singapore, he worked yep. with uh my, my close friend history to start the uh, comedy is... club, comedy club Asia Singapore. And he co-opened the crack house comedy club yep. in KL. Yep. He did yep. all these things. He meant yep. a lot to us all. Yeah, yeah. And... He was a he was a mentor to like a number of you know, like Netflix and like region touring comedian yeah. now. He's a yeah. He he got me started doing stand up, and then there's Bruhaha. Like so, in a way, he helped the Brunei scene he, as yeah. well. He helped you, which led you to building up Bruhaha. Yeah, he did a yeah. lot of those things, man. He, yeah. like, especially for me, he was the the the. How do I say this without something? He was the guy you needed approval from, so that <laughs> you got like you kind of <laughs> accepted yourself as a comic. <laughs> if he if you see him laughing at your jokes at the back, you're like, I'm done. Yeah, I know. I, I, like, I made it. I made it. Not even I made it, but it's like, oh yeah, I mean, I'm here now. I can do this. <laughs> it was a weird thing because he he could like speak over ten languages and be funny crazy. in all of them. He's crazy, right? Yeah. I've never seen anyone kill <laughs> as much as him in a diverse array of audience. Yeah, yeah. 
You know I, what? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. I, uh, so, so uh, okay. So, I don't know if I talked enough about this. But then it's also like, anyone who's listening from Brunei, they could like find any article that was written about me in Brunei. And most likely I've mentioned this guy or um, my experience in Singapore when I was studying out. Like, yeah. I was... um. I would go with a friend of mine to these uh, open mics in Blue Jazz in Bugis, right? Bugis, yeah, Bugis, Bugis, yeah. And we would go, I think he would bring me this one time and then I keep going every single Wednesday night for like two months, not having the balls to go up. Oh, okay. I just, I was like, because I keep seeing him host, uh, Jonathan, he just like kills every single time and like after a while, you could see like similar jokes, but then they just come up once every like you'll hear the same joke twice in a span of two months. Other than that, it's just got this huge repertoire of like jokes that is like, "Where are you from? Oh, you're from Vietnam. Here's five minutes of Vietnam material in Vietnamese. In Vietnamese, and then I know, I like, oh, it's weird. It's I don't so know how weird. he does it, but." I remember being so intimidated to start because I know he would be watching. And I was like, oh, this is... This, uh. So uh, there was one time when there wasn't a lot of people at the open mic. And I approached him after the show and I asked him, uh, like we got talking because he made fun of uh, me and my friend who, who were from Brunei. And then he just made fun of Brunei with a bunch of jokes that were like, oh, only someone who would live in Brunei would know. Who knows this. about that culture. And it's yeah. It was not even just it's every culture that yeah. he do he could I, I don't know why like there were people who he learned how to speak Swahili <laughs> to like two audience members one time and he had that in his back pocket. I don't know from yeah. where. <laughs> I don't know. That's 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 his magic. Like he has done it so I I think he just loves performing and then talking to the audience member afterward. I I imagine I mean the guy travels a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But most of his probably like life experience comes from talking to his, the audience members afterwards and then you know like getting to know them and then joking around with them so maybe he met a few Bunayans and he just picked up a, a couple of phrases they were like yeah. this is not Malay this is Bunayan Malay what the fuck yeah yeah so no, like for a white guy he knows to, <laughs> white, to, for a white Australian, guy yeah he can he switch between like the Singapore Malaysian Malay, Indonesian Malay, and yeah, Brunei yeah. Malay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to have that nuance in your like repertoire, right? To have those yeah. three, like, how do you, I okay? I don't know what goes listen, on. Yeah, I barely know my own Malay. <laughs> I'm barely funny in in my first language, and he, the guy is killing it in like fifteen. So he. Uh, we were talking after and then I told them like I've been coming for a while and I've been thinking about doing stand-up right. like, giving it a try so do you have any like tips on how to start and he said that uh, I could talk to you for the next two hours because I love talking about this shit but it'll be a fucking waste so just do it shut the fuck up and just do it <laughs> yeah, I can totally like oh man I and, and like I remember more... thinking like Fuck you, I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first thing. No, but you know he said it out of like, do you yeah. really want to do this? Yeah, Let's no. And it, also, I, I imagine him doing it as long as he... And doing it, killing it as long as he has. You might have all these kids coming up to him saying the exact same thing. And then he would talk to them because he loved the, the art form. 
and then, you know he'll share his do's and don'ts and then these people never show up right yeah 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 like what's so the whenever, point it's, yeah so when, like especially for like when i i think there was a the first couple of times he saw me we were a bit awkward ish right but then once <laughs> no no because he i think it's this thing where he doesn't know if i'm sticking around Okay. Yep. Yep. That's so, the one. like, by the, one. the third, fourth month, when he came back to Singapore and he sees me again, then he like, hey, okay, yeah, okay. Then he kind of had a thing in his head, like, okay, he's in it. He's in yeah, it. yeah, yeah. He's so longer like, than usual. And then yeah. after that, it was just every time I met him, it's just like he knows me for years. I'm like, how do you like what? Yeah, the weird thing I still got... remember this conversation, right? When the first couple of times, it's always this awkward. He tried to speak to me in Malay, oh, just shit. to be okay. cultural, right? Because that's okay, what he okay, did. Okay, okay. And I just went like, ah. Uh, you don't have to do this, John. I I can just speak English. It's fine. Right? I'd say that. And then he's like, oh, fuck. We got another fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> like a guy who just doesn't want to be in, like, this is, doesn't want to speak in Malay. And he wants yeah, to speak yeah, more yeah. in my native language than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, like, I'm more comfortable in English. And then he immediately just went, fuck, another fuzz. <laughs> I I remember him saying it's like I, it doesn't even matter it's just like just show up and then it'll be a fucking waste of time if I talk to you and then I I knew where he was coming from but there was like this anger within me I was like fuck it like I'm worth it I'm gonna show you so I signed up for an open mic the following week sent him like an email and then he was supposed to tell Rishi who was hosting that week and Rishi I think John had like a corporate and then he rushed to uh, Blue Jazz. So I told Rishi and then Rishi's like, okay, you're, is this your first time? Um, two minutes. And I said, but I prepared kind of five. Can I do five? And then Rishi's Ooh, like, if you, can't be, yeah, if you can't be funny in two, why should I give you five? And then I'll be, in my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to kill it at two and the audience won't let me stop and then I'll probably go to five. That was my internally. Uh, I was like, okay, right, I'm going to do that. I didn't say that out loud. I, I knew my, I'm a humble Malay boy. Sure. And then, and then I stopped talking on stage at one minute and a half because it's just bombing. Just, <laughs> just bombing. I also uh, finished my five minute material in way that one minute. Than, yeah, yeah, way faster than I thought. I went down. Rishi roasted me like fuck and then I remember about to go out from the venue and then I see John at the back and then he saw me perform and then he kind of like pulled me aside and then he's like okay let's talk because you know was, now, now you know what stand up is you felt it yeah and then, he's then like, he, now and, he has shit to talk to you about how to do the yeah. art how to yeah. yeah, and then we, we we just like he talked to me for a couple of, uh, like an hour or two hours, and then he introduced me to the other comics, and then it was the first time I felt like I'm in. Like I, I was not funny for a couple of more months. It doesn't matter. But I was at that point. I was like, I I'm always appreciative of him going like challenging me, and then afterwards bringing me into that world because because that was great. I was like. I always ah, this is the thing. Like I was one day, I say, one day I'll see him again, and then I'll yeah, you, it, same, same, same. Especially for yeah. me also. But um, it's uh, it's a shame. But, like, he I, was, I hope he knows. Yeah, <laughs> I think he knows. He knows he, he helped a lot. Yeah, he, he knows he, he helped, helped a lot, lot of people. Because even for me, that I was during that period where like you know you're like a couple of months in, like maybe like six, seven months in, you haven't hit your first year of comedy yet. Yeah. yeah where yeah. your yeah, especially your mindset is like. 
am I doing this right? Like, am I a comic? Am I doing this right? Right, no, no. It's like your old thing where like, yeah, I've been doing stand-up, right? But I don't know if I'm in yet. If I'm like, if like comics who say like, hey, once anyone who's done stand-up once, you're a stand-up comic, shit like that. But you're internally, you you, (laughs) accepting yourself as a stand-up comic, it takes a long time. Or quite a bit, especially that first year where like, most of your sets are you bombing. Let's be real. <laughs> yep. Most of your yep. sets are you bombing. Yep. And then I I like I don't know if it was luck or whatever, but the one time, especially during that period where I killed, John was there. Nice. Right. That was like perfect timing for me. So like I if he was there a week ago, I don't know if he would like if he would accept <laughs> me. I died a rough death. <laughs> but then I killed. And then like uh, we went to like if you know anything about Blue Jazz, it's usually at the third floor. So we went to the second floor of Blue Jazz where it was like this nice smoking area where all yeah, the comics yeah, yeah. hang out. So yeah, I just sat yeah. there after my set. I'm like, uh, I got this adrenaline rush and I'm smoking, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, smoking I'm smoking a cigarette and then John comes mm. down. I, 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 uh, you can hear him step uh, go down the stairs because he's just like, fuck it. Because <laughs> it was half time. <laughs> and he's the most obvious Australian accent you ever heard. Even though he can slip into these other accents. Yeah, but yeah, once yeah. he was, I just hear him and I'm like, fuck, okay. Because I'm just smoking. And then uh, he just taps my back. Like, hey. <laughs> he says something to the effect of, ah, oh, shit, now you're not going to stop doing this, are you? Because Which is he's what? Stand up. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Because he knew yeah. I just got like one of the first big kills. So he's like, ah, oh, fuck, you, you, you just killed just now. So you're never mm. stopping now. <laughs> you're always gonna chase this high. He basically said you're always gonna chase this high. You're never yeah, stopping now, it. are you? Yeah. I'm like, fuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, this but, is your um, life now. Yeah. Like all this, like we tell, we're telling nice stories. But people don't know half of like the the worst things he's done behind the scenes. Like he yeah. is dude, half. By the- no means is he like an angel and he's perfect. No, he's the he's a rascal. He's um, a deviant. So. I mean, he's dead now, so I can tell about all the illegal things he did in Singapore because you can't arrest him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, like, he would just... Like, you know the Circular Road? The, the the place where all the shows are. So there was a home club there back in the day, right? At Circular Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was the bridge. Yeah. Right? Where he would just smoke weed at the bridge. Yeah. And I'm there like, yo, you can die. Like if anyone caught you right now, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, no, he would just say things like, "I need to think," and he goes off and he just lights a J in the on the bridge. I'm like, okay, man, do whatever you need to do. <laughs> but there, he's just he's just that kind of like free, like free soul. I don't yeah. know how else to explain it. There was like, there's a bunch of stories. One of my favorites, I think Ron Jossel posted it on his Facebook, which I've heard of before. Ron's first time coming to Singapore, right? So him, Hisri, John uh, were eating at uh, the uh, Geylang area, uh-huh. right? Uh, Red Light District area. So there was, a, and then uh, John, they all saw like this woman being chased by a man. Oh, okay. Right? So John stops this man, push him to the ground. Uh-huh. And what they didn't know was this guy was a leader of a gang. Oh, fuck. Okay. So I, I want to push it down. This guy called for backup and like a, a bunch of gangsters showed up from behind. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's John. This at this point, maybe a middle-aged man, not even old yet, but like middle-aged, right? I mean, yeah, forty yeah, yeah. something, close to fifty. And then, uh, he, uh, Ron, first night in Singapore, he has to like jujitsu this guy who was. 
once he throws this guy to the ground, this guy this guy passes out, and then he they see more coming, and all and John just says, "We need to get the hell out of here," and all three ran back into the van that uh, I don't know what van they took, but it ran to a van, and then in the middle of a van, like they were all like, "What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck?" John took takes out a cigarette, lights it, and just goes, "Welcome to Singapore, boys." <laughs> Which is still today my favorite story of John I've ever heard. I I I don't I don't know if that's a side of Singapore that's very common. Yeah, no like, one knows that side of Singapore, but John knows. Yeah, well, it's very hyper specific experience when he goes like this happens in Singapore all the time. I don't you? know about that, John. For you, yeah, John. For you. I'm on I mean, the Singapore side where we follow we follow the traffic lights. <laughs> like that's my Singapore. <laughs> like, you oh, get it's, a, it's, a, it's a red light. I don't cross in the road. That's my Singapore. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you, Singapore you were at. You get super nervous when it's jaywalking. You're like, I am going to jail. And then <laughs> John's on the other side just moving. Fighting gangsters. Oh man, man. Anyway, yeah. Recipe <laughs> John. He's like, Welcome to Singapore. Like this is the common thing. <laughs> If you're gonna live like, in Singapore, you're gonna have to beat up gangsters. I'm like, I don't know, John. He's, I think uh, uh, he's like the only person whose life is more like it could be a movie and people will be like, that's too much. We need to tone down yeah, the script the, a little bit. Yeah, the scriptwriter is <laughs> uh, having too much to smoke right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you went over the top. We just need a simple storyline. Simple, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a crazy thing. Like, and these are the things that. But we know, I'm sure there's so many stories out there. Oh, but I have one more story that I want to share. Like, this is my, uh, couple, I think 2017, if I'm not wrong. So, I already started doing comedy. But I wasn't, like, doing shows, shows. I was just an open micer. And uh, as, a open, as a part of member comedy scene, you can ask for, like, free tickets for the fringe or whatever to, like, yeah, see yeah, headliners, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So, so, I got a ticket to watch, I think, the, this show called The British Invasion. So, it was people like Imran Yusuf and a couple of other Brits, I forgot. So John was hosting the show. Mm-hmm. So there was four acts, mm-hmm. right? And I'm I'm just I'm honestly I'm like, oh shit, I'm saying professional comedians is dope. John comes out as the host, kills, does whatever John does, like he's just killing, right? Brings out the first act, first act as well. John comes back on. He's killing, but he's slurring a little bit. Oh shit. Right? He's like, uh, but he's still killing. Yeah. Brings on the next act, guys, guy, guy kills it, right? Then John comes back on. Half killing, like not killing as much as he was earlier, but full on slurring at this point. <laughs> right? He's just like, hey guys, uh, fucking uh, 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 Singapore, right? Like, uh, he's just like drunk. You can tell he's drunk oh, yeah. at this point. And then he brings on the third guy. Third guy does well. And then John comes back on. He's, he's basically like he slouched a little bit as he's walking onto stage. There's one more act to come on. He's drunk already at this point. Like, there's no more, there's no ifs or buts about it. He's like probably drunk with pills in his body at some point, right? So he's just, he's basically not even making proper sentences. He's just like, hey, yeah, blah, blah, blah. he's talking, talking, talking. And then there's one more guy, right? You remember, there's one more act. And he goes, anyway, we want to say thank you guys for coming out. Good night. <laughs> and then I'm there, and other people are just looking at each other, like, there's one more guy, right? There's one more comedian. And the comedian at the side of the stage just goes, get the fuck off the stage. <laughs> and then he just comes on. John walks off. He takes the mic and like, hey, give it up for that drunk piece of shit or something to that extent. 
Jordy, I, I saw that. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? That's wild. He forgot to bring on the the headliner of the show. Because he was drunk and high and everything in between. Oh, my God. Love him. I like, yeah, that's just those kind of stories, but I love him. We all love him. He did so much. Oh my god. This guy, yeah. I remember, I remember okay. So <laughs> if we're going into this part, obviously great comic, crazy guy, not an angel. But I remember as a host that one of the superpowers, and I've only seen like him do it and resolve and Jason. Like Obviously, for the good of the show, he wants the show to be like up top, a solid eight before he brings on the first comic. Like, you know, you do your warm up and then you do some jokes. And then there was one time during the open mic, he's not getting through to anyone. Yeah. Like, people are not laughing, no, they're not, they don't seem to be enjoying it. And every time he gets a joke, and then the next joke just goes like, lecture no one no one is enjoying it then you can see john just moving to a different gear and he's like all right b material not working here's the fucking a material oh a material not working a star material all right here's some thoughts that i wrote yesterday (laughs) it just went on (laughs) and i swear to god it was like uh from the point where it goes welcome to the show to here's your next comedian was like 40 minutes here's your first comedian he headline he did a headline set as up top yeah at at top and then but he was just like by the end of it he was just like Here's your opening act. Oh my god, guy. Okay. <laughs> and you go up. And then the energy was well. And then somehow it kind of dipped at the headliner. And then headliner go up. Did the show, but you know, not as not as hard as he wished he could be. Gets off. John as a host. All he had to do was just close the show. Right. Here's another 15 minutes. Of course he did. Why wouldn't he? It's John. Because he's like, why are you guys not laughing? He's more jokes. I want you to live happy. He, <laughs> yeah. He is as uh, as comic as a comic could be. But that's crazy. Like, I I, I couldn't find them. Even in my early years of stand-up, I was like, you have to do this so often and for such a long time to be able to hold that much joke in your head. To go like, Oh, that's not working. He's I've got something to make you laugh at some point. I got nothing. At some point. And then he said it up top. He's just like, maybe I've been doing this for 20 years or 25 years. I'll get something out of this. Next one. Next one. Next one. I'm like, God dang it. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Rest in peace to that the fucking dick. What? <laughs> Anyway, uh, shout out to B. Uh, hopefully you and the family are great. We miss him too. And yeah, just be safe. We, we, uh, yeah. So safe, thank you for yeah. John. We appreciate Thanks, John you. for everything. Gonna miss you, guy. Miss you, dude. Um, yeah. Thanks for everything, man. Yeah. So now segueing back, you want to talk about football? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Talk, talking about cancer so okay. it's football <laughs> cancer sport that is uh, <laughs> such a 
what? No, what was going on? You want to say something about Brunei or something? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a Bruneian, like a <laughs> like a Bruneian Malaysian news. So basically, a couple of months ago, we've got um a Malaysian coach. Oh, okay. A legend in the Malaysian scene, but I've got like so I have I'm kind of a connection. With the hiring department that they got him in, All right, and then um, there was, a, there was so many candidates like for the Brunei coaching team, national team, and there was a few like high, highly qualified like German uh, coaches who applied, and then they their resumes are, are like, got dang um like, <clears throat> um they helped the Mali youth team from this ranking and then within two years it became this ranking right. and went to the Japanese team and then this ranking to this ranking so in terms of track record freaking amazing like not just in Germany itself like they went out so there's like two of them and they went out around the world to help like different cultures football like it is one thing to stay in Europe and try to coach but this guy has like African um, nations in his CV. There's like a two Asian. There's one in uh, Middle East. So, you know, this guy traveled around and he did well to every single thing that he went to. Um, hello. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you were just like <laughs> staying in one place. Yeah, because so, no, I'm staring at this side of the screen that your video is on. <laughs> All right. So he, so they applied, and then there's this Malaysian dude that applied. Yeah. And then, so my contact who was in the selection team, and then he was like, "I'm going. I'm for sure gonna go with one of the Germans. Like this is great. Like they also the club and you know like German leagues are like all the rage right German, now. But German the, coaches are well renowned in terms of uh, especially for like youth progress. Yeah, they're they're really and they're very meticulous. They yeah, youth development. No bullshit kind of thing. When I play football manager, I hire a lot of German coaches. <laughs> Because I know my youth is in good hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so what happened with the hiring process then? So hiring process comes back and I was like, so who did you guys hire? And then the first thing he said was like, you know, sometimes... No, <laughs> they were like, you asked what they hire and then they went, Muhammad. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. I think the kid is a Muhammad in Germany. Uh, <laughs> and then he goes, he went like, you know, this, this is the kind of, this is the, time and place where I feel like democracy does not work because <laughs> we took a vote and no one else voted for the chairman because they don't know who he was <sighs> yeah whereas the, this this Malaysian guy was like a legendary coach from Malaysia and then I saw his CV and then instead of like you know he's just coaching Malaysia that's it and then part of his CV was he's like he sat next to Jose Mourinho in the FIFA World Coaching Training something. Sat next to him? He was on stage next to him to give something. Oh, that's a dude. Talk about padding your CV. You know what I mean? Like, okay, let's say you, you <laughs> got invited to go like, oh, I discovered this new training method on like on a panel. So you just sit there next to... Mourinho and then you put that in your CV and I'm like oh, I don't know dude I don't know if that's it you only put that there if you have nothing else to put <laughs> on your CV set next to someone dude what if I pitch myself uh, to uh, uh, like the New York Comedy Festival and when I sat beside Ronnie Chang 
on the bus stop on, when he missed his flight. <laughs> yeah. So can I get a spot in the festival? <laughs> I said next him. I picked up Ronnie Cheng at the airport. <laughs> no, that was uh, Tom Segura. I picked him up. I picked <laughs> Tom up. Segura. So you see, see the people I know. Yeah. See so the people I've met once and never again. <laughs> no, they barely know who I am. Yeah, it's crazy. And so he. He was supposed to be coaching the Brunei national team. Right. And then for the past year, the Brunei national team had not played any team <laughs> outside of Brunei. Wait, Brunei. Oh yeah, Brunei wasn't in the Suzuki Cup. No, no I have no, no idea what the, why that was. Like, it was lockdown, well, I guess? Maybe it was lockdown. Like, didn't get approval to travel outside. That could be it. But that was crazy. That was a tournament, especially in Singapore. Uh, everyone was like watching it, dude. It was insane. Like every time, because we can't win anything else. Okay, here in Singapore, the first the, the the football competition that we love and can win probably is the Suzuki Cup. And did you guys win? I don't know. I nah, know. we we lost in the semis to Indonesia. <sighs> but I think the final was Indonesia and Thailand, and Thailand won. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, piece yeah. of powerhouse, like regional powerhouse. Yeah, so so he got let go earlier this week. Ah, because he was supposed but, to have a, like a two-year contract and then one year he, in. But it's not his fault there were no matches. I know, but at the same time, like, <laughs> why would you keep him <laughs> beyond? He's not gonna be like, I'll find a way. <laughs> find a way, but he couldn't gonna... show what he could do <laughs> in a game. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. They just they just stopped. Like, and I remember, so I remember wait, how he, much... he got hired and then locked down. So he Brunei played no games and he was let go. Pretty much, yeah, right? Pretty much that. Now, that was a nice SP check for like yeah, the year. For the sure. Year. For sure. And then I think as a Malaysian, that was his plan all along. Oh my God. As a... <laughs> he goes back and then he's like, I'm going to buy hey a guys, state. <laughs> everyone, everyone should coach Brunei. This is the best game <laughs> in the world. <laughs> That's the two things. Like everyone will get a Netflix special and everyone gets a chance to coach Brunei national team. <laughs> Because even like uh, I think Singapore now is in the process of trying to find a new head coach. Because the guy in German man left. German. Nah, you know what? Like the the previous coach that was for the Suzuki Cup was pretty good. It was a it was Japanese guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the Japan Japan <laughs> in Asia is pretty much the best team. It's Japan, South Korea, or China. One of those three. I don't know who has the highest ranking. Is Australia part of uh, Asia? Australia is. Yeah, in terms of uh, World Cup qualifying, which is rubbish. Uh, let's, let's be fair. Because, no, okay, the thing is, uh, they go through Asia so that an extra Asian country gets to go to the World Cup. Because if they were in uh, the Oceania qualification yeah, yeah, yeah. with like New Zealand and all that, yeah, they, they don't have automatic spot. They have to play a qualifying game if they win that region. Uh-huh. So every year before they became Asian, Australia had to play one Asian team in like an eliminator game. Winner uh-huh. goes to the World Cup. So every year, if Australia is in uh is in Oceania, an Asian team is automatically eliminated because they have to face Australia. I see, I see, I see. Yeah, so they put Australia now- in Asia, so they automatically qualify, and then fucking I don't know, uh, some uh Asian team has to has to play Fiji. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's the that's the that's the conspiracy behind it. Where like uh, <laughs> Australia keeps qualifying and they knock out one of the Asians. That's not fair. 
There's a lot of viewers <laughs> in Asia. <You> can... <laughs> so we're gonna get yeah, but they don't want to run the risk of a China or an India like a China not making it to the World Cup. That's a, a lot of views. It's a lot of sponsorship. A lot of views. Yeah. Uh, did they make it? The, no, they the didn't. World Cup is coming up this um, end of the year, right? Yeah, in Qatar in December this year. I think it'll be so weird. It's just yeah. going to be like in the middle of a EPL campaign. Yeah, it, it's the, uh, the, the the winter break of the the season. <laughs> it's weird, dude. <laughs> That's going to be something to look forward to. But it's going to be, look, when they announced Qatar, right, before we found out about the atrocities and all that, like, it's whatever. I'm one. I'm there for the football, not for like life. You know, <laughs> a lot of like me and my friends like. Should we just go? Like it's 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 the closest it will ever be. What? No, they were in Japan. No, no, no. As if of in the recent future, because okay, like, okay, you don't okay, hear okay. about the bids. And what are the chances? Like, there's not gonna be a World Cup final at Shala, uh, you know, Shalam Stadium that I can go to. <laughs> or yeah. fucking Bangkok Stadium. I don't know where the Bangkok Stadium is. But Who was it? it? Like, was it? Recently, they had like a Southeast Asia bid. Uh, I don't know if it's Southeast Asia, but I don't know, maybe Asia, like South Korea, Japan, all that. That was the 2010, right? South Korea, Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was pretty close, but I was a kid, so I didn't get to go. Yeah, yeah, But now, you know, I would have worked the whole of the past two years if I knew where to go. <laughs> you <laughs> so, could go to Dubai. <laughs> but the world shut down, you know? So I wasn't yeah. sure whether I could go to the World Cup, but... Yeah. I really want to like that, that's like a bucket list thing to go to the World Cup to watch a World Cup final to watch a World yeah, Cup yeah. game that kind of thing the Champions League like, I want to go to every major footballing final Champions League Champions League uh, World Cup uh, Euros the finals you go to the finals or just even okay, the group game okay, probably right? just I, for the first one it's definitely just the game but World Cup I would maybe see but, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I've been to um a Champions League game in Old Trafford, and that was that was because I I used to go um UK. You were lived in the UK for a bit. I studied in Manchester, mm. and that's one one thing that my dad is still kind of sore now because I kind of I turned down some really good London universities to go to oh. Manchester. So you can watch football. <laughs> hey, let, I, 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 I don't agree with the Manchester part, but I respect <laughs> that decision. They have. <laughs> Dude, there was a period in my life, especially like when I was like 16, right? Or so O levels. I was uh so I was gonna go to JC and then after that, probably uni, right? At that age, yeah. I my train of thought. So I, I want to go to overseas uni. <laughs> and I Google searched the closest university mm. to the Emirates Stadium. Oh my god. And it was this shitty. <laughs> like I don't know London City College or one of those like, I forgot, what, I, forgot the name like, of I could it. get in there <laughs> I could probably get in there it's like I think like a train stop away from Emirates <laughs> I'm just gonna be there all the time it's fine <laughs> as a 16 year old that was my turn like, what uni you wanna go to what's the, <laughs> the arsenal that I can study in and luckily enough I didn't do that because they sucked uh, after that after I did that they, they've been shit for a while Wow, but there, that was that was crazy, yeah. <laughs> imagine if I did that, like you, idiot. <laughs> imagine you could have gone to like fucking Oxford, Cambridge, but no, I will go not, not that level. Not to that the level. University of Manchester. <laughs> like, are they good? So the the crazy thing was that that the uni, the engineering part. So the 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 year I applied, 
there was two unis that merged. So it was like this business uni and then the uni of like engineering. Yeah. So the in the engineering world, the University of Manchester was like top three for sure. Right. But the business part was like number 50 or something like that. <laughs> so when they joined, they became they, 36. Like, yeah, like they became <laughs> so so for Brunei government, like they'll allow you to go outside to study, but only if it's like top 30. Uni. Like they don't, they don't want to spend money and sending you to a shitty university, right? So they'll be like top thirty only. So when they merged, they were like twenty eight, <laughs> and I'm like, just the yeah, cut off. I can still go, yeah. Cut off. Let's go. The, the London uni that I rejected, they were like, you know, like fourth and fifth. Oh my god! You 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 went down twenty rankings just so you can see Park Ji Sung. Yep. You did that just yep. so you can see fucking Bebe. Yep. I don't know what who else was there at that time. Anderson, <laughs> I, I guess. I the one story that I had was that sometime they they Man City was just bought right. by the by the the Arab. I forgot Arabs, his name. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Cortosium, uh, and then they were giving a lot of free tickets to the student union, Ooh. providing you just show up and like take the tickets from the till. Like they they you there's a line and then you go in and pick up tickets. So every single week, whenever Man City play home, there will be free tickets that students can go pick up. This them trying to encourage yeah, people yeah. to go and support Man City. So there was one um, game I was I want to watch the United City game. Obviously, so the year before, I think it was my second year, I went there at six o'clock in the morning to line up, and then it was like it the thing opens at ten. And then after a long queue, I got there like maybe like ten more to the window and sold out. Also, that like gone. I'm like, oh, okay. Next year, if I'm still in this uni, I will go earlier. Right. So the following year, I'm a senior now, and I'm telling all my juniors, I was like, let's go overnight. Like we will be there the night before. Right. And we camped out, man. There was like 15 of us, like all these Bruneian students. They all camped out, and then in the morning when we woke up just before the line opened, I saw this line. It's just like fucking huge because Man City is getting better now, ah, and they're attracting right, yeah. a lot more, like uh, you know, like people. Like they're bandwagoners, yeah. Yeah, and there's a long queue. We all want to watch United versus City, and then a friend of mine came by, and he's like. Hey, dude! Like, what's this line? And I'm like, oh, this is the United and City line. And he's like, oh, I want to watch. Like, I we stayed overnight, so if you want to queue up, you gotta go all the way at the back. And he's like, oh, okay. And then I look at all my other friends. Like, he's not gonna get it. It's so far back. Right. So we went. We were the first ones to get the tickets. Celebrating, like, yay, shit! Two weeks down the line, we are at the stadium, the empty hut. And then, and then we're getting all we're seeing the the warm up, and then we're so excited. There's just 15 of us, and then comes in my friend. Yeah, the kid that had to go to the battle line. Yeah, right. who did not sleep over, who just found out about it and went to the back of the line, and he's like, "Hey, we all got in." Like, you motherfucker! Why did you sleep overnight for that shit? <laughs> Because the night before, the year before, we didn't get it because we were just three hours, and I'm like, we're gonna get it this time around. I'm not taking any chances. We're sleeping overnight, 
And um, it was a bad decision because probably when you were sleeping, the guy who showed up early in the morning like what idiots, uh, <laughs> sleeping over for Man City tickets. <laughs> <laughs> United man, yeah, that was that was it's a weird. But yeah, um, it hurts now to talk about um this team. Ah yeah, it's fine. Then uh, the listeners listening, if you're not into football. You're just like Moose. That's why we're talking about football now when Moose is yeah, not because around. If, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Moose is here. Yeah, every time we talk about football, you can see his eyes go, hmm. No, yes, he well. understands it. He just doesn't care about football. That's the yeah, only thing. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. care we about football. We get it. We get it. Yeah, we get it. We get but it. us two, we, 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 that's all we do other than <laughs> comedy. Do. Like sometimes at a comedy show, I'll have a football game playing at the side. Because <laughs> sometimes the weekend shows are Saturday at like 8 p.m. I know, I know. So I, 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 I'm streaming it on my phone and I watch it after my set as, as, as the show's going on. I remember uh, requesting to Rizal if um, I can go earlier so that after my set, I can go down to the bar and watch the watch game. Football, yeah. And then he's like, are you not going to watch the headliner? He came all the way from He's super great. I was like, I will. I'm sure he's amazing. Menu. But, but I got like, to watch Federico Makeda. I gotta watch Chicharito right now. <laughs> I gotta go watch. My... I'm just on purpose naming shit man. You play. Yeah, shit no? man. You play. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta watch fucking Tim Howard right now. Uh, yeah, Tim Howard. Okay. Hey, who who has not played for United for almost a decade? I uh, gotta watch Fabian Barthez. <laughs> I gotta watch uh fucking Juan Sebastian Veron right now. <laughs> but this is this is. <laughs> I can't name any of your faces. Oh, man. Because they were all great. I know. You can't uh, name shit players. So I get it. Freddy uh, Ljungberg. Pretty good. Legend of the game. I get it. I, I right. know the shit when you play a second. <laughs> I can on purpose do yeah, this as yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. know Arsenal well enough to do this bit. I don't. I don't. You know uh, Bebe? What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, fucking, you want... You, I'm going to... I have to watch uh, Dong Fang So. The fucking China striker your side. <laughs> I, I know. Who else is shit? Fucking Gabriel Obertan. I remember that name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I you also play FM. I think that's the reason why you play yeah. FM every year since 2019. I have. I, I'm that dick at a. Like, whenever you watch a football game, right, with me. Whenever yeah. uh like the uh, the commentator will say the guy's name, yeah, as a sign of like I know more shit than you to the people watching football with me, I will yeah. on purpose say the guy's first name because I know it. <laughs> 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 so when the commentators commentators like Obertan and I'm like, oh fuck, yeah. Gabriel Obertan, huh? <laughs> like, I don't on purpose say the full name just to be like, hey guys, I know this shit. You don't know that shit. It's useless. Wow. All this is useless information. But I just. I love it so much. Like, especially with sports. Like, I get so into it. I need to know every, like, not every aspect because then I have to play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, just below. You have to play it. Yeah, just below having to play it. The information level, I know. I'm there, like, in America, people will be like, oh, he's the stats guy, but he doesn't really play the sport. So you're the stats guy? I'm not the stats guy. I don't know shit about stats, but I, like, know random ass information. The, I'm the king of random information that makes you think I know a lot about shit. Like whenever I'm in conversation with friends, even about shows, right? Yeah. Now, honestly, I have never watched a Rick and Morty. 
not even a single episode. Is this okay? I've I've heard of this a couple of times now. Maybe um because I listen to more better podcasts and yeah. you try to explain yourself there as well. But at this point, is it more like you refuse to watch it because that's part of your identity now? Now, 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 yes. Because if Why? I watch it, then they win. <laughs> no one wins, man. It's the, just it's a good piece of art. You should not deprive yourself out of this thing. No, I don't want them to. Get, I have the power of like. Ah, you're late. Like, watch already. I don't want them to have that over me. Okay. Would you watch it and never tell anyone? Yes. Have you watched it and not? I've not. No, I haven't watched it. <laughs> But the thing is, I know, I know, it's a good show. That if I watch it, I'm gonna want to talk to someone about it. Yeah. But I can't because if I watch it and I want to talk, I have to talk to them, and then they will be like, "What the fuck are you so late to the game?" And I cannot have somebody have that power over me. I need to be that guy with that power over someone. <laughs> Where like fast goes like, yeah, hey, I just watched season one of Atlanta. I was like, fuck slow. <laughs> like, like I'm that guy. Like I'm season three, motherfucker. <laughs> okay. So I I don't I cannot watch. Like I want to, Ray and Morty. Maybe I'll watch it and talk to you about it. I'll, I'll probably make fun of you as well. Like, oh, now you're watching it. <laughs> yeah, but I can. The difference is I can edit it out of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Fair so enough. You I go, just you say, I, yeah, every time I say something about it, you go, "That's great," and that'll be fine. But you won't. Oh, and then Fuzz and Jackie would never know. Yeah, they'll never. They would never know. Ah, you you want to talk about it all the time? I swear to God, it's that good. Relax. Okay? <laughs> Relax. You did. You couldn't name a single Arsenal player other than Freddie Lundberg, so I don't gonna. <gasps> Oh no! Here's the shitty one. I'm sure that you had shitty. There's a lot. There's Pascal Sigon. You don't know. There's uh. <laughs> Did you guys like Sagna? Did you guys like? Yeah, him? we liked him. Okay, He's a legendary right, right back. Alright, damn it. See, I yeah. did it again. You said Sagna, and I had to name his full name because I. Just <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's just an instinct in me to do it. Yeah, Mezut. He he was good yeah. at at times, right? I don't know, dude. Okay, we're leaning we're, hard yeah. into this football. We're thing. leaning hard into this football thing. Anyway, uh, we don't want to take you. This has already been a long episode. We 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 traveled through a lot of peaks and troughs. Uh, but yeah, everyone, thank you again for listening. You have anything you want to plug, Zainal? Yeah, man. Um, I Any, guess. Do you uh, have your PDA. own wedding? You want to plug? <laughs> <laughs> I'm marrying the prince, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second princess. Um, now uh, we've got. We might have a uh, if you're listening to this from Brunei, we might have a stand-up comedy workshop uh, coming up soon. Uh, it's one of those things that you know, like we might have another lockdown. But if you want to learn some skills, write jokes and be funny, hone your comedic uh, instinct. So Ooh. follow us on Bruha Comedy, and we might have a poster out soon. Nice. Uh, for me. I only got one gig coming up in the 19th of March. Get your tickets because this is a killer show. It's not a it's not a stand up show, but there will be stand up acts. So me, Jackie, and Faz, we we were doing our sets, but we also hosting uh, a show called the Majula Fest. It's a Majula Live. It's a rap this year where we'll be hosting and doing comedy prior to a bunch of rappers coming on and a bunch of them are our friends. So people got people like Isop Cash, Faris Jabba, John Chua, who's going to be there, uh, Riley, Sheikh Haikal. If you know Sheikh Haikal. Uh, Shigashi, Young Raja, so a bunch of them with me, Jackie, and Fuzz as the host slash comedy acts. Get your tickets. It's for the 19th March. 
it uh, starts out at $58 and it goes up. So please go to Majula Fest on Instagram, click the link on the bio and get your tickets. And it's going to be a great time, the 19th of March. Uh, at, wait, where is it at? Let me check. <laughs> where is it at, buddy? Oh, it's, oh shit. It's, it's at the Sands Theater at Marina Bay Sands. Oh so my God. Let's go. It's my first time performing at that theater, so it's going to be awesome. It's gonna be great. Uh, yeah, so check that uh, out. Sounds fantastic. Get your tickets. Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Moose, feel better. We'll see you next week. And yeah, right, love you guys. Bye. Bye bye.